Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from arcane amulets to Arctic auras. And today, we're talking about Bahamut. All right, Brian. So, time to make all my Final Fantasy VII references. <laughs> oh, good, because I'm going to make a few too. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, today we're talk- we're doing a, a DD's Demigods episode, right? And you know what? The last three were about some really darker entities. So I was like, you know, why don't today we just talk about a really dope dude? Yeah, sorry guys. The the D and D verse <laughs> is like set up to make conflict with your true. players. This so is you, true. that's usually bad stuff. So yeah. that's what we talk about on the show. Is but bad stuff today. We're talking about just a really dope guy. Let's his talk name, about some really his dope guys. His name's Bahamut, and he wants you to be a better person. Sick. <laughs> so, um, I believe. So Bahamut, I believe in Bahamut. We, we, we talked about his sister Tiamat, uh, mm-hmm. his twin sister Tiamat. Um, she grows. She is gross. Uh, Bahamut is anything but gross. Um, He's clean. Much like Tiamat, he takes his namesake from something completely unrelated. Bahamut, or Bahamut, is actually Hebrew for uh, ancient, for behemoth, okay. which was an ancient like sea beast. That's all I know. Moving on. So most in, likely a serpentine in nature. Uh, I think it was like a big whale fish thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. But but in D&D, it's not that. <laughs> nor is it anything like that. It's a fucking dragon um, god. Yeah. Uh, Bahamut is the king of dragons, the king of good dragons. He's uh, also known as Lord of the North Wind and, of course, the Platinum Dragon. He is the lawful good deity of honor, justice, and nobility. Also, sometimes he's uh, corresponded with uh, prophecy, song, and wind. Cool. Um, so much like Tiamat, he's uh, traditionally a lesser deity. He has been a greater deity. I tend to have him as a greater greater deity in my world. And much like Tiamat, he started off as not a deity at all. And we <laughs> okay. will get into that. But first, 
let's talk a little bit about the guy himself. So Bahamut is most often depicted as an enormous platinum dragon with blue eyes wrapped in scintillating light. Um, he does have other forms. When I say enormous, I mean like 180 feet long enormous. That's like, pretty big. Like five I ancient guess. dragons big. Yeah. Could <laughs> be bigger. Quite big. Uh, he essentially kind of uh, traditionally looks like Blue-Eyes White Dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one reference. There, <laughs> okay. there that is. I, um, Which Blue-Eyes White Dragon? There's like the best a looking one. Whatever oh, the best. Yeah. Like, yeah, that There's one. one with like a like an art with like an ancient rune behind it. Yeah, that, that one. one. That one, sure. Yeah. Um, Oh well, as you oh, said, there's it, one standing on like a pillar, like in the sure. like in the desert with the moon behind it. That sounds like a Bahamut setting. That one right there. Okay. Oh, there's one with three heads. Okay, not that one. Okay, that's no. getting a little close to team right. territory. All right. So, uh, as you said, you played Final Fantasy VII and um, Yu-Gi-Oh and Yu-Gi-Oh, and I also played Final Fantasy VII and Yu-Gi-Oh. But uh, ooh, and I played Smash Brothers where they you can summon Bah Bahamut in Smash Brothers. You can. Oh yeah, the newest one. In you Midgar, can. Yeah. Um, in Final Fantasy VII, there's actually three Bahamuts, uh, the most important of which is Bahamut Zero. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Bahamut Zero. He's really cool. He also has seven wings. So Bahamut doesn't traditionally have seven wings, but in my world, Bahamut's form has seven wings. And uh, the reason I do this is for two reasons. Number one, Tiamat has five heads. I wanted something special about Bahamut. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it she just, gets five heads. Like, What's this guy? It just have? makes him more angelic and god. Like it's like, oh shit, what is that? Um, yeah, he's got like a one is like a fucking dorsal fin. Yeah, basically. Just on the uh, back. Number two though is because seven is a number that is very closely related with Bahamut. We will get into that. So I just found it fit together real nice. So that's why the thumbnail to this goddamn episode is Bahamut Zero for Final Fantasy Seven. Hell yeah! Fight me in real life. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> find um, us. <laughs> come find us, please. Don't actually stay there. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Please. Yeah, actually, well, um, well said. So uh, Bahamut is noted to be an exceptionally powerful and uh, very wise dragon god thing. Um, though many dragons do worship him as a god, others don't hold him as you know in regards of a god. But even those who don't worship him as a god hold him in extremely high respect. Even evil dragons hold Bahamut in high respect. Yeah, you're not fucking with Bahamut. Hell no. Hell no. I, I would venture to say Bahamut's more powerful than Tiamat. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I just like all the lore kind of seems to point to it a yep. little bit. Fight well in the comments. Yeah, I mean, don't don't <laughs> fight me. I'm not, you know, if you find evidence that Team Matt's stronger than Bahamut, I'd love to see it. But I'm pretty sure Bahamut's stronger than Team Matt. This is coming out to be like a like a minorly aggressive episode. Yeah, we're we're like let's, let's not fight the audience, yeah. Brian. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to dial it back um, to seven. I was right. at a nine. Yeah, you were. Okay. Um, originally, Bahamut is, was outlined as, well, as not as a deity, but as a singularly powerful and unique entity that dwells beyond the eastern wind, which basically is like, we're not going to tell you where he lives. Hurricane winds roll through, or you're like, Bahamut, please. <clears throat> Um, that, like how strong is the wind part? Because I never, I didn't realize um, that wind was like a, a thing that did. It's not super high. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Like when you say it's like the god of wind, is that like he's what, not is, the god, what does it mean? I don't know what the, what it means because he's not like he's not like the god of air elementals, but like he is associated with the wind. In a lot of ways, it's because I guess he has a big wingspan. You're at the know. park and there's a nice breeze rolling through. You're like, Bahamut. It's because he flies in the sky. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so the uh, seventh wing is what's really given him his power. Originally, <laughs> originally, uh, it wasn't known where Bahamut dwells. Like, uh, there was rumors that he, he dwelled either in the elemental plane of air or like in between the elemental plane of air and like 
somewhere else. The elemental plane of dragons. Ends up he lives in Celestia, which we will get into. Okay. Um, but but yeah, he's just associated with the wind. He's associated with song. He's associated with prophecy. But he's not necessarily a god of those things. Oh, okay. He just really likes those things. Just into the wind. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's a, he's a god of honor, justice, and nobility, but he also likes prophecy, song, and wind. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, there's that. Generally speaking, Bahamut is just a really dope guy. He's just a really nice dude. Um, Though on one hand, he is uh, quite stern and stoic. He's very disproving of all things evil, no excuses for doing evil kind of attitude. He's the guy at the party that's like helping the the guy that got too drunk early with like, he's like giving him water and bread. It's like, take a deep breath, buddy. It's all right. Yeah, he's like dragon Jesus. Let me open this. Let me (laughs) let me open this window. You can feel you can feel some one of my favorite things. It's called the wind. Yeah, sure that. Um, but but on one hand, he, he let me tell you about your future. On one, on one hand, uh, though he is he is stern and stoic about these things. He's also known for his extreme empathy for the weak and the downtrodden. The um, drunk guy at the party. Yeah, he he's very kind. Mm. Um, Love that guy. He um, he most notably, unlike all other dragons, um, god or not, uh, he's the only one that has no vanity and no ego. Wow, okay, no he just, ego. He just doesn't. He's just not vain or prideful like all other dragons. He's enlightened. Yeah, he's he's enlightened. He's loaning you money um, when your phone bills do. He, he like he he's doesn't even call you, you know. He just right. wants you to be okay. He just wants you to be okay. He <laughs> uh he urges his followers to promote good, uh protect the weak, fight evil, and defend justice and civilization the world over. Nice. He really just wants cool. you to be a good dude. Uh, furthermore, he he's he has a really big non-interference policy. He doesn't want to intervene directly or enforce good on others. He's more prone to offer information or advice for you to do good. He'll provide healing or like safe havens, but he doesn't solve your problems for you. Okay. He wants you to learn to be good and then kind of share and spread that. Okay. So, yeah. Dra- so That's, yeah, Dragon Jesus. Yeah. Dragon Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He he. Uh, honestly, uh, if I were to give. Bahamut like a personality like from like a fictional character I can think of Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. Bahamut is like him okay. <laughs> okay. I know that sounds extremely strange it has been a long time since I read that book okay it's just Atticus you're Finch he's very suspect, stoic but... he's very stern but he doesn't solve Scout's problems okay. he just gives her advice on how to do so and he teaches her to be a better person okay. but he also leads by example and like lives by like the higher ideals that he follows and that is like like Bahamut. I'm just telling you, Bahamut and Atticus Finch would sit down at a table, have dinner, and have a lot to talk about. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have to take your word for it because it's been a long time okay. since I read that's that. A, that's a good that book. book. I wasn't expecting Honestly, a To Kill a Mockingbird reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great story. It's a great story, and it's a good movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, his worshippers include, uh, obviously, dragons, dragonborn, another obvious one, but also humans, even elves and dwarves. Um, particularly gold, silver, and brass dragons in, in, in particular worship him amongst right. the dragons okay um it's because Those good boys yeah they're 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 the ones that most exemplify bahamut like especially the gold dragons right gold dragons um, be saving the world and shit exactly you know the gold dragons are the paladins of the dragon world uh and paladins are very drawn to bahamut for multiple reasons that we'll get into at the end we'll probably go over like the clergy and like the, right the, yeah the dogma and all that we'll um, talk about later yeah sure we'll talk about later and how not 
like most uh, Bahamut paladins, he really was. But that's he's fine. The ba- he's the Bahamut paladin that you need or that yeah. you deserve, and not. Yeah. Th- Wait, what is it? What's the, what's the, what's Batman, the Batman, Batman quote? Reference? I have no idea. That one. Yeah, we said that about Glader. Yeah, we did, and that's very much what he was. And like, I was just like, you know what, Bahamut is down with that in this world because I'm not going to step on my players' toes. He doesn't. <laughs> he, he doesn't know like the real story of Bahamut, but that's all right. Um, so so. He, you know, he's good. He's all these things. Uh, but very, very specifically, he's extremely devoted to thwarting his evil sister, Tiamat. Um, he I'm answers her move for move. He's he's often at least one step ahead of her. So he's, a, he's a busy dude. He's a very busy dude. He's constantly undoing the damage that she causes. Um, <laughs> I gotta kill all these fucking weird, nasty spawns. Yeah, it's it's with Tiamat that he is most likely to directly intervene. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's also, in some lore, said that he's the one who threw her in the Nine Hells. Because she's just like such a handful. She's like, you know what? Bam. Okay. There. Gotcha. So yeah, that's there's there's that. Any questions so far about the guy? The guy. That Muhammad, good boy. That good boy. Uh, no. Dragon not Jesus. So, <laughs> not so far. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm uh I'm a little parched and I think it's time we take a short rest. That's where we drink in yeah. the short rest. Yeah. But not not alcohol. We drink water in monster. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Let's go. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whoa, hey, welcome to the short rest. We don't talk about the last thing that we were talking about because we're resting from that specifically. So let's talk about how much we love listeners. Will, tell, tell me again how much you love listeners. All the much. All all of it. 100% love for <laughs> listeners Indeed. all the time, especially the ones that are you hearing this. Um, all of them. 
damn, what do I, what else, do, what else can I say? Um, we love them so much that we run contests for them. Will, can you give me some details about the contest that we're currently running for our listeners that we love so much? Yes. In fact, this is the last episode that's airing before we announce the winners of the contest. We are giving away two basic D and D starter kits that's true. Um, on March 1st. And, uh, there are two ways to enter and you can enter twice. Uh, the first way to enter is tweeting a link to any of our episodes, whether they be SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, it doesn't matter. Tweet a link to any of our episodes with the hashtag DungeonCast, and you'll be entered into the contest. And the other way to enter is leaving us an iTunes review. If you leave us an iTunes review between now and the 1st of March, you'll be entered into the contest. It really helps us out when you guys do that sort of stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube page, hitting the like button no matter where it may be. All very good. Leaving the comments. Lots of comments. Lots of new people. Hello, new people. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to Short Rest. If this is your first episode, hey. Hey. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You can find us on SoundCloud. <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash the Dungeon Cast. You can find us on YouTube by searching the Dungeon Cast. You can hit us up with any kind of inquiry. The DungeonCast at gmail.com. Any podcast uh app, you know, whatever. You'll find us. It's the Dungeon Cast. You're probably you've probably found us because you're hearing it. But uh, you know, <laughs> check us out on YouTube if you're listening to us on uh on your phone from like an audio standpoint. Uh, if you want to see our faces or whatever, give us some love. We need love. Everybody needs love. We love you. Um, <clears throat> some some of you say that you love us. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the show. Let's go back to the show. All right, we're back. Yeah, Bahamut's that guy that he sees you in the gym and he, he knows your technique is wrong, but he's not judgmental about it. He just w- really wants to help you out. He goes over to you, tells you what you're doing, and then he leaves you alone. It's true. I'm glad that you brought up Bahamut in a in a weightlifting setting because remember how Tiamat has her consorts? Yeah. Well, Bahamut has his bro squad. And they lift. And, and they they're, lift. They're, they're, <laughs> but it's Bahamut's bro squad, so they're not asking you if you lift. No, they're, they're just not. they're just lifting and they're minding their business. Indeed, indeed they are. Well, unless you're doing evil. Yeah, that's and then, true. And then they're minding that business. Indeed they are. Okay. So so Bahamut is always uh followed or always has nearby uh seven what are called his seven great golden worms, which are basically seven ancient golden dragons. <laughs> Fuck. And they roll deep and they're like his greatest servants, his closest friends and allies. It's the fucking Justice League. This is Justice League. They're they're extremely powerful emissaries. Uh tasks that are important, but they don't require Bahamut's direct intervention. He just sends one of his dudes. <laughs> like, cool. What are you guys? Go get it. And like where are we drawing the line with direct like how like pointing and clicking is pretty direct to me in my eyes. You basically did True. it. If you sent some unstoppable beast to go fuck and do the thing you asked him to do, you basically did it. I mean, when I say non-intervention policy, I mean non-intervention into like the direct lives of other people. Like, so he couldn't like cross the plane to Well, I mean, well, okay, we're gonna get into crossing the plane. That's a big part of Bahamut and who oh, okay. he is. But like um and his 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 seven great worms come with him too. Uh <laughs> so the but, seven great worms are in the We'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. Let me let's talk about the relationship he has with these seven uh, ancient dragons. So, number one, they're not immortal. They're not like gods or or angels or anything. They're just ancient golden dragons. So, like they got a lifespan of like what, like fifteen hundred to five thousand years or whatever. Um, They do eventually die, and he does have to replace them or whatever. (laughs) Um, They um, fuck. They all have a title. Okay. And each title is based off like a dragon, well, not a dragon anatomy, but like aspects of dragon-ness. <laughs> so uh, like 
The claw of Bahamut, the eye of Bahamut, the wing of Bahamut, the voice, the tail, the fang, and the presence are the seven titles oh of each of these worms. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. Okay. <laughs> um, when, um, not only are these guys like his servants and allies, but they're actually also his counsel and his advisors. Um, he takes their opinion seriously, and he realizes that he is not infallible. Um, they're also <laughs> the jury. They serve as a jury when he is standing in direct judgment of, like, an evil being or evil doing. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, again, justice, honor, nobility. Like, right. Defend so, yourself. So there's, like, intern, they're, like, adult drag, golden dragons, like, hanging around, like, mopping up the floor and, like, making coffee and going on burrito <laughs> runs. Sure. sure. <laughs> they're just like, well, I got to wait for one of these guys to die, and then I have to be ancient, so <laughs> might as well just, like, fucking no. intern here for a well, while. <laughs> okay, so golden dragon internship is actually what golden dragons are just doing all the time. Remember in the Metallic Dragons episode. <laughs> they're just all interns. Yeah, well, think about it. In the, in the Metallic Dragons episode, we talked about how golden dragons are, like, the paladins of the dragon world going out True. questing and True. finding evil and doing and so the greatest of those are like all right you're one of my dudes now sweet okay you know my presence just died i my need wing, a new presence yeah my wing is down yeah. i need a new wing <laughs> yeah exactly so um so yeah they they do they do those things another thing they do is when they when he's not keeping them close they are uh their duty is to attend his palace in celestia so they spend time at the palace just doing whatever Okay. Keeping it clean. Diplomacy. Diplomacy. Whatever. Dusting. <clears throat> so yeah, those are those are seven great uh, golden worms. Let's let's talk about his palace. Well, first let's talk about where he lives. So Ooh, yeah, Bahamut dwells in the plane of Celestia, which is like the polar opposite of the nine hells. It's the seven heavens again. With okay, the seven. sweet. Remember, seven it's is a related sequel to Bahamut. Dante's Inferno. Indeed, whatever um, that one's called. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're no, you're absolutely right. Um, it's the opposite of nine hells. It's the ultimate plane of law and good. All here is beautiful and perfect. It, this plane of existence will get its own episode, and we'll go through the seven layers. Um, it's uh, usually depicted as a great mountain. So Bahamut's palace exists in the first four layers of Celestia, and the reason it does that is because it actually it flies <laughs> and it's carried by the wind. Um, okay, it's, sweet. It is a glittering wonder. That's made- why he likes the wind. It's like carries yeah, the palace. Yeah, sure. Bros. It is a glittering wonder made entirely from his hoard. Okay, I was gonna ask about the hoard. The palace <laughs> is the hoard. The palace is the hoard because the windows are made of gemstone and they're set in silver and gold. Like the walls are made <laughs> of copper and jade, and the floors are made of beaten mithril. Oh my god. Yeah, that's just how it rolls. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, when he when he when he actually uh Deigns to actually be here, which he often is never here. But when he is, he'll hold court um, and for the most powerful of like worshippers and, and paladins and dragons that like pilgrims here for his blessings and whatnot. Uh, you know, he'll hold court. He'll like talk to them or whatever. Um, oftentimes, Bahamut <laughs> likes to test his 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 dudes, like not not his seven uh bros although i'm sure he tests them too but like whoever makes a pilgrimage here with a fight he's like fight me (laughs) (laughs) just because like it's just i guess fun he just wants to test them like and and as soon as one of them like (laughs) at the end of this fight if you haven't counted all the gems in every window of this place (laughs) you're fucking out of here yeah well no he he wants you know fight me (laughs) you know it's fight me yeah yeah like just bears his chest like right here Give me the best shot you got. I heard you lift. Show me. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's basically <laughs> it. It's just something he likes to do. Okay. Um, Celestia is... He's not the only god in Celestia. Uh, I believe, like, Morden uh, and Torm are two deities that live here. Morden is, like, the great dwarven deity of law and good. Oh, okay, cool. 
and uh, we'll, we'll they'll get their own episodes. But uh, angels dwell here. A lot of angels serve Bahamut. Um, archons and and other just celestial beings live here. Okay. Um, any any more questions about his palace in Celestia? This dude is weirding me out. Bahamut's a weird. <laughs> Bahamut is weird. He's, he's like, I guess he's kind of an odd dude. I mean, he has a horde. What do you want? He's a dragon. I know. Well, that makes sense. But it's but he's like... never there either. <laughs> I, I I think in context, all of it would be really cool. But like, mm-hmm. since you're just hitting me blind with like, <laughs> so he just fights dudes, his own dudes. Well, yeah, but okay, but he has like healers on the side. He just wants to test them and like it. it whoever, uh, what what's what's the word? Um, when when you get when you give in in a fight when you when you uh, tap when you, when you, you tap cry out uncle whoever Mercy. yeah when you cry uncle whoever taps out you know and it's like oh good job so are people well i would that's why i was like what's to what end because like you're fighting bahamut isn't he gonna win like every probably contest? probably but i mean he's not gonna fight you like in his god form he's gonna fight you in his avatar you know what i mean so like his avatar is defeatable technically can you but explain? you're not fighting to the death too like, well no i get that yeah. but like can you explain the avatar thing to me what's that about? okay so all right, let's talk about deedom for a second. Yeah, <laughs> um, hit me. So gods are supposed to be these infinite, omnipotent entities, right? Well, maybe not omnipotent, but definitely and this infinite, powerful entity. Yeah, like in D and D, it's their lim- they have limits to a certain extent, right? Especially these lesser deities. But we're just going to talk about deities. As, as a whole so they're these divine entities of infinity that their their power has no limit like they don't run out of energy they don't run out of power yeah they don't get like tired um, yeah they don't get tired they um they're also like in their infiniteness like outside of the scope of like mortal understanding sure and they also are they can't exist in these planes even i would i would say even in like celestia in their like true god form like okay they have like an avatar form basically like i don't know like they make like a physical shell or like what i guess you... so i guess okay. you could put it like that and the shell can be broken like here's my representation they won't die. yeah now with bahamut it's a little different because he is a lesser deity most of the time so i think it could be argued that no he is he he doesn't do the whole avatar thing in Celestia. He only does the avatar thing in the in the prime material plane. Okay, so he's but most all of the time it's he's like, kind of wishy washy, unclear, and it's really up to the DM as far as I'm concerned. Okay, okay, um, that that's starting to click a little yeah, better for me. So the thing is, it's not well defined because it shouldn't be well defined, and like, he is an immortal to, deity. I get you. Like, I get he's got you. the shard of divine in him. I so, think that's where I was getting confused because I'm like, where where does this where are we drawing lines here? You know, right? Like, like why are we? Why are we bothering with the fight? I will say this. There's no way, even in his avatar form, that Bahamut's coming at anybody at 100%. Right. That'd be he's too... exceptionally powerful. It's like Spider-Man. Yeah, he's got... I think he's got three breaths. He's got a cold breath. He's got, um, I think, a breath that stuns. And most importantly, he's got, like, a fucking blue laser beam that just disintegrates shit. Hell yeah. That's yeah. what I want to hear. Yeah. So he's got that. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, he, he's definitely not coming at his boys, like, 100%. But he wants to see what they're capable of. Yeah, let's just see what you got. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just it's just fun, I guess, to him. He's into it. All yeah, right. I can see that. Okay. 
It's like backyard boxing, but on a much bigger scale. <laughs> Anyways. Backyard box me inside my house with our dragon breaths. Let's know, go. Right? Um, so who is making the pilgrimage again? Because I, I just pictured. Extremely powerful, like level 25 paladins and okay. like dragons and shit. People like, are able to transcend planes yeah, and shit. I mean, and I'm like, sure angels like come and visit his ass. Like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> welcome to my palace. I bet you like all my gold. Uh, time to fight. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so like I said, he's not often here in this palace, this unnamed Yeah, palace. he's out justicing and whatnot. No, he's not doing that either. Oh, we're, what? He. Oh, right, he's got bros for that. He, no, <laughs> let me just okay. spit it out. Okay, okay. so uh, he spends most of his time uh, wandering the world, the mortal world, in the form of an old, simply robed man, Um and just kind of wandering, wandering the world, kind of t- taking it in. And his all his uh, golden dragons are disguised as uh, canaries. So okay. often these canaries, canaries will be somewhere nearby because obviously they're not going to leave Bahamut. That's kind of interesting. Canary. And yeah, yeah. So he's he's the old man with the canaries, and like there's all this folklore around this entity. If you come across him, like that's Bahamut in disguise. And okay. Like, He's, he's usually there for a reason. Um, I, I mean, I said he wasn't out justicing. It's because he's not directly justicing. Right. He is, is kind of surveying, guiding. He's surveying, but he's also kind of guiding the field. So he's big about um, uh, giving advice okay. uh, or information to travelers. So he often, nudging the pieces he, in the right direction. Yeah. He, of, he often assumes this kind of sage persona. Okay. Um, like That's kind of You cool. meet this old man and you camp together for the night and like... In the night, he tells a story giving this cryptic advice that's like bordering on prophecy. Okay, and yeah. And then you never see him again. And he like semi bards you into like doing the deed. Right, exactly. Okay. Or like, yeah, a paladin is like on his quest and he's come across this information that has him super conflicted and he, it's like shattering his reality. And suddenly he meets this old man on the road who uh, serendipitously just gives this like insightful, sagacious advice that tells him what he needs that to tells hear. him what he needs to hear. Yeah. yeah. That's Bahamut doing his thing on the mortal plane. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. He's really cool. So let's talk about Dragonlance for a minute because in Dragonlance, the setting, the setting yeah. Um, the major deity of good is a, is a deity called Paladine and he's, he's basically Bahamut. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot taken from all this lore, but, this whole man with the canaries thing is really turned around and changed. Uh, in Dragonlance, Paladine likes to disguise himself as an old befuddled wizard who goes by the name of Fizban the Fabulous. Oh, we've talked about Fizban. I think we have, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe in the Wizards episode. I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering now. I don't remember when, but that's a ridiculous ass name. And I yeah, definitely Fizban, heard it. Fizban's great. It. Uh, and he basically plays like this old senile wizard who like pretend or i mean the crazy old man he's who's a crazy actually old man saying who's some actually really saying some, shit. exactly that yeah, okay and like he can't remember how to cast his spells except for in like the key the key moments where it's like oh shit's about to go down suddenly yeah. suddenly he casts a fireball spell and he, he turns the whole thing around he's like oh that was weird yeah like oh how did i do that who are you again <laughs> shit. yeah he's that uh, yeah and of course when when things get very serious like the facade kind of fades and he gets really serious and hyper intelligent and all that stuff uh i love fizzban he's a great character uh, if you're interested in fizzban the fabulous i suggest you read the uh the chronicle series from dragonlance uh, i think it's dragons of autumn and twilight uh dragons of winter night dragons of spring dawn and dragons of summer flame um really good stuff in there cool. um Those and, are cool titles. and yeah yeah fizzban the fabulous he's really cool um let's talk a little bit about the clergy there isn't much of one 
okay. he <laughs> there's not a lot of there's not a lot of temples. Bahamut doesn't really have clerics. He usually he has paladins. Like uh, and paladins don't usually need like yeah they're not in the church. Yeah, yeah they're out doing shit, which is what Bahamut wants. He prefers his worshippers to honor him with deeds, not with objects. So there's not very many temples, not very many shrines. Right. Uh, again, this is very counter to dragon. Nosity. <laughs> you oh, know, most that dragons ego, like that things, ego element. That ego, yeah. that greed. That's not Bahamut's deal. And and this is, I think, why silver and gold dragons like aspire to be more like Bahamut. Because Bahamut's kind of divorced himself from like the material. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So orders of questing paladins. Um they're they're all over the place worshiping Bahamut. So like um, the Templars, is that like like a that's like a cult almost? Like uh, talking about real life? Yeah, well, it is a, technically a cult, but like in fantasy, you could see like the Templars are like the Templars of Bahamut. They're sure, like yeah, almost like a like an adventurers guild kind of where I'm imagining sure. like, hey, we're doing this today. I'm sending you on this quest. I'm sending you guys on this quest. Right. Now, okay. again, in like I, the name of Bahamut, is that how it might work? That's how it might work. Now, again, this is just the classic lore. I don't actually do this in my cam- in my campaign settings. I usually have like a huge city of like a dragonborn like borderline empire and like Bahamut's like their deal and they've got these grand palaces and castles and whatnot. And like an army. And Bahamut's and shit. not really about that, but he's also like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. But like I, I don't have it like this where there's not like a structured organization. In my world, Bahamut's uh clergy does have a structured organization. But this is the classic lore. So okay. that's what I'm saying. But uh, but yeah, do you got do you got any questions about Muhammad? Because I'm I'm out of I'm out of notes and things. I do to want to talk about Glader because in this context, I can picture Bahamut being this entity. Okay, but also like I need a I need like kind of a rogue guy. So so <laughs> in our old campaign, we had a player uh, who's been on the show, Jake, who who Special ran a Jake, Dragonborn yeah. Paladin yeah. named Glader, who was a I think he took the oath of vengeance. Yeah, and uh, he wanted to be all about justice. He wanted to be a real Punisher kind of Pat Batman esque kind of figure. Yeah, uh, he chose Bahamut because that's the god of justice. And like he, yeah, definitely had a different take. Like, yeah, Glader the, was like a, a fucking super murderer. Though, yeah, he also. was. He killed motherfuckers, but and, not in. He did it in the name of. Ju- he killed evil things in the name of justice for Bahamut. Right, which like a like an evil eraser kind of. I would definitely say that like classic Bahamut would not be a fan of the way Glader did anything, <laughs> ever. Okay, but that's okay. Like it's it's our campaign, it's our world, and that that's the way we decided it would be. So that's yeah, what we totally. did. Totally. I, I like I kind of like this this like bro like Bahamut that mm-hmm. we've kind of depicted here like being like like yeah, I have my I'm like this old man, I have my seven canaries or, and we do shit like our way, but like I also need that guy to do some yeah. of the things he's doing. Yeah, I do find that that's contradictory which kind of undercuts everything that Bahamut's about. Yeah. But if that's what you want to explore, that's good character development. So, that's it. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. But also like it's a very realistic outlook on how things would have to get done. So, yeah, totally. Uh, but Bahamut's not about realism. He's an idealist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, Bahamut weirds me out a little bit, but really? I like he's, him. I would say that Bahamut's, uh, if not my favorite deity, he's definitely in the top three. I like him a lot because it's like the de facto, like, I choose Bahamut as my god. It's like a yeah. solid pick it to is. get shit done as an adventurer. It's um, more like... I think per setting is how I'm going to feel about Bahamut. You know, I, like I can agree with that. What definitely. are people doing with this information? Right. To make it like fit because it's very like this is info is like sticking out like a sore thumb to me, especially when we talk about so much like other like 
like demon shit. This is like uh Yeah, um, I think that's what's happening here is you're not used to talking about like the powers of good. Yeah, yeah and it, like how they're how they're woven into things. Yeah. And like um, we're gonna talk a lot more about the powers of good probably as this year goes on because there's a lot of them out there. We're gonna talk about solar angels, we're gonna talk about other good deities, we're gonna talk about all kinds of stuff that we yeah, maybe I'll get on. more used to it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Did you see Freeland hit that Bobby Boucher quote? Yeah, yeah, which is what I was referring to in the in the Loser Folk episode. Yeah, that was really yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.